Hello, hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, Jaden Ford, and we're back with another one, man. I want to start this one off, and I just want to say um, thank you to everybody who's ever been a listener, and thank you to everybody who's been here from the beginning, and everybody who just got here, and everybody who's um, going to be here in the future and is going to watch this. Um, I just want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I love sports. I love talking about music. I love talking about current events, and why not put it on a platform where everybody can, you know, <clears throat> hear it too. And hear what I gotta say, hear what I hear what I think, and you know, give you guys a facts and give it a rundown. So I want you guys to be able to use this, you know, while you're driving in your car, while you're, while you're, while you're at the gym, or just whatever you're doing, just trying to relax. You know, put on, let's talk about it, and and just let and just let me talk about it, and, <laughs> and we'll get it going. Um, I think I think that um, we're starting to get into a flow of things here. I'm gonna start off every week with the college football top ten, as well as the NFL stats. Um, I probably will be coming to you guys every Tuesday because that's just a good time when every game has been played, including Monday Night Football, and we can talk about all that. Um, when basketball season starts, we may have to change that because there are going to be games all, all the time. But we will discuss that and we'll get into that. But I just want to start off with the top 10. And obviously, we're going to start off with Alabama, man. Alabama's a great team. I mean, they're, they're probably going to win the championship. If we played it today, they'd win by 20 points or more. Um, Bryce Young, he came out and did his job against Mercer, a small school, a small, a small D1 school compared to uh, Alabama, obviously, but um, it, it's in a, it's in a town of, um, you know, small capacity. It's not too big, called Macon, Georgia. Uh, it's about 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. I've actually visited their campus before. It's actually pretty nice. I, I love Mercer. I probably would go there, honestly. It's it's very beautiful, but um, Alabama put it on 48 to 14. They came out and they showed them. They showed them why they're number one team in the country. I mean, you you can't you cannot be disappointed by Bryce Young. He's he's amazing. He's a great quarterback, and I think he's gonna take them all the way. Coming in at number two with Georgia. Georgia, um, I I for some reason they're a great. Oh, they're a great team. They're they're number two in the country for sure. But um, a team like Oregon to me really impresses me more because they have the the balanced offense and defense. Georgia's defense is everything to them. Without without that, they would be pretty mediocre. You know, just another um, pretty strong SEC team, but. Uh, their quarterback, obviously, he's still growing. He's, he's good, but I just don't know if he's better than the guys like Bryce Young and the guys like Spencer Rattler and the guys like Matt Carroll, who, who's a Heisman candidate already in my eyes, that can win the big games. Matt Carroll's a quarterback out of uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Mississippi University. Uh, I really, 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 really like uh, Georgia, but I think that they're missing something, and they just got to find out exactly who they are on offense. And I think they'll be fine. Coming in at number three with Oregon. I love Oregon. We got us a new number three. We got us the bright lime greens. I love that color. It's my favorite color. They got the they got the dark green too, if you like it. They got the yellow. They got they got every color you need, man. You look at the rainbow, and Oregon probably has it. But um when we, when we start talking about football, they've been they've been up and down these past few years, but I think they figured it out, man. They came out, they came out and they beat a great team in Ohio State. Ohio State obviously is a great team and they've been who they've been for the for the um for the past 28 regular season games. And Ryan Day has not lost a regular season game until last Saturday. That that is a stat that is that is going to hurt for a while because that one loss may have taken them take taken them all the way out of the picture for the college football playoff. But um I still think that Oregon's a great football team. I still think that Ohio State's a great football team, but I think Oregon got the the best of the Buckeyes on Saturday because you got to think about when you start looking at stats, forget all that. Yeah, stats, that's going to tell you the game. 
But things like this, when Oregon was missing two of the best players, and um, Kevin Thibodeau and Justin Flo, if I am not mistaken, they're both out, both five-star um, defensive players, and they really, really, really could have made a difference, and they might even won this game by more with those two. And they still, the Ducks still came on top, and they won that game, 35-28. to 28. Um, Their quarterback, A.J. Brown, was impressive. He came out. He really, like... He's a senior, and I was looking at their roster. He beat out a lot of guys. They have, like, five quarterbacks. So you're going to see some transfers from Oregon after this year um, because that spot's going to be open, but there's only going to be one spot. You can't – I mean, they're, like, all freshmen, too. They're, they're like, 6'4", and they're probably all fast. So they'll probably go find a new home after this, as one fellow coach I know would say. Um, but coming in at number four, <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners, that's my team, guys. I mean, if you've been listening to Let's Talk About it, you know that's my team, man. We we are an Oklahoma supporting cast right here. And I will say that we are growing and we are trending in the right direction after beating Western Carolina 76-0. to I mean, um, Spence Rattler put it on them, guys. He absolutely put it on them. He came out and he put up five touchdowns on them, and uh, they didn't score a touchdown. So I think that a lot of that credit needs to go to Alex Grinch and his defensive game plan for obviously a, a lesser team. But when you beat anybody in any sport at any capacity or any level, 76 to zero, that's impressive. And you, you got to get you got to give credit where it's due. And that's what I do here. Let's talk about it. So uh, number five, we got Iowa. Iowa. Oh, my gosh. Iowa has been so consistent these past few years. And I'm very glad to see them crack the top five and get a lot of um, attention that they deserve. They came out and they beat Iowa State. I did not get to catch this game. Iowa State is a great team out of the Big 12. In my opinion, one of the only teams that is going to give um, the Oklahoma Sooners some problems in the Big 12. I, I do still think we should be undefeated. I will get into that later. But Iowa played a great game against Iowa State, but they came out and they won by 10, 27-17. Iowa's got a pretty good offense. Um, they got this running back. He came out and he had 54 yards in the touchdown. The quarterback had a pretty mediocre game, 11, 11 attempts, 21. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. He, 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 he had a very mediocre game still, but he threw the ball 11 times, didn't complete it very many times and he had 106 yards so he didn't really do much but if you ask me Brock Purdy didn't do much either he came out and he had 13 13 throws that were completed that's not good at all um and he had three interceptions and he only threw 138 yards so this is really a gut-riching game and the score probably would not tell you the whole story um the running back for Ohio State, or Iowa State, I'm sorry, I always get that mixed up, is very good, Brees Hall. They were feeding him, it looks like. He had uh, 16 carries for 69 yards and one touchdown. I mean, he was being their workhorse for them. They had a they had, they had a solid game, but ultimately, Iowa is just the better team. And I think that that will come to show when Iowa State has to play Oklahoma. I think that will come to show. I think that's going to be a great game, but I think that Oklahoma can come on top of that. Um, shout out to Iowa. I've, I've really been looking at these at, the, at, the, at that team a lot, man. I, I really like them, and I think that they could, they could, they they could sneak into that top three or four guys. They really could. They could sneak into that top three or four at, at at late and be a very, very, very good team that can come in and shake some stuff up for teams like Alabama and Georgia. So you guys keep an eye on Iowa. But for number six, Cincinnati, I absolutely love this team. Cincinnati is a great team. Um, 
they have also been pretty good these past few years. Um, I want to say that that honestly, they're just trending in the right direction. That's just what you want to do with a, with a team like this. Cincinnati played Murray State. Um, I do not think that's an impressive win. I mean, obviously they won 42 to seven, but Murray State, like I said, in my, I think it was my last podcast. If you have teams like Murray State on your schedule, it's just going to be hard to get into the college football playoff. I mean, they do play Notre Dame the week after next. And after that, that's all they got. That's actually funny. We did talk about this last podcast. Cincinnati is a great team. I love them. But I think that a lot of stuff is going to have to happen for them to get into that conversation where they want to be. Um, we got number seven, Clemson. Clemson finally came out, and they actually scored a touchdown this week, guys. Believe it or not, they actually scored a touchdown this week. They came out, and they beat um, South Carolina State, you know, 49-3. I want to say that DJ Uvalde had a pretty good game, 14-24. 171 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Will Shipley, eight carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Dang, they got a white running back? That's very rare, guys. Having a white running back is very rare, especially on D1 level. Justin Ross, probably the best player. Three receptions, 51, 52 yards, one touchdown. Uh, they came out and they finally, they finally did what people expected them to do and score 50 points a game like they do every year. Next week, they got Georgia Tech. Uh, they should do it again. They should honestly blow out these next. They're not going to lose again, guys. So they're going to be right back into the conversation. So we're going to, I mean, their schedule is absolutely horrible. So we probably might, might hear about them when they start talking about the final, the final people they want to put into that thing, because you got to show respect to Clemson. I mean, they've been good for years. Number eight, Texas A&M led by Jimbo Fisher. I think Texas A&M is a pretty good team. Uh, I will say if they had Kellen Mond just for one more year, I know I love, I love Kellen Mond, man. He, he's in the NFL now. I'm not sure what team he's on, but the um, the Texas A&M Aggies they beat Colorado by three points this past weekend. Colorado's always been an ironically strong team. Um, no, they're not the best, but like they they play teams pretty tough historically. They're just a rugged type team. But Colorado they put up seven points and losing effort. Texas A&M went put up 10. They're going to have to fix that, but um, they need to watch out for the week after the next night for Arkansas. Arkansas is one of them teams that's going to get an honorable mention today. They are trending, guys. Woo pick suey, as some of those Razorbacks would say. Moving on to number nine in Florida. Florida, number nine. They play Alabama this week, but on my other screen, it reads that they are number 11, so that my, my list could be wrong. I'm not sure, but we're gonna we're gonna stick with them. We're gonna run with it. But number nine, Florida plays Alabama this week. Last week they came out and they won a good game. Uh, I do not know who Florida has. I've not seen them play. Um, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL. A lot. They came out and they beat USF 42 to 20. Uh, their quarterback he didn't even make the top three stat line, so I'm not sure what he did. Their quarterback was 14 to 22. 151 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions in a winning effort. That's not horrible. I mean, you had to, to lower those interceptions, especially against US, USF. I didn't watch the game, so it could have been like, you know, late trying to stretch it. But I think they're going to play Alabama next week, and they're going to lose by 15 or more. It's, it's going to be a close game, maybe for like two or three quarters. Uh, Florida's just not that good. We will figure that out as we get farther into the year. Um, number 10, Penn State. Penn State, 
once again, is one of those teams that I think could make some some waves. But once again, they're going to have to have a lot of um, people lose. Penn State has also been in the media for bad things these past few years. Really, these past 10 years. It was like a decade if it hasn't been. They came out and they beat Ball State last week 44-13. 40, and they came out with a strong win week one against Wisconsin when they were ranked number 19 and won 16-10 in a close one. So, uh, yeah, Penn State, like I said, I, I watched that Wisconsin-Penn State game, and I really believe that Penn State can make some things shake if people start losing at the top, one, two, or three. Um, that is our college football top ten. Um, I do have some auto mention I want to talk about. Um, Arkansas, Razorback versus Texas Longhorns. Now, that game right there, dude, I just want to say shout out to the coaches at Arkansas because they are one of the very few big organizations that that do not overlook Tulsa products. I want to say, I know off the top of my head, three or four players on that team that are from the Tulsa area and also even more just from Oklahoma in general. And it's just a beautiful thing to see because Tulsa and Oklahoma City produce athletes. We just get overlooked. We gotta, we gotta start showing love, Oklahoma, OSU, always recruiting in Texas. We have good players right in your home soil. But Texas is just, oh my gosh, guys. Texas is absolutely horrible, man. Um, I think Texas is going to end up, they're, they're going to really end up like losing two or three more games, guys. Maybe even more. And that's just not going to look good when you're talking about trying to go to the SEC. They have to get a new quarterback. Their quarterback was 8 of 15 for 61 yards. They're running back, like I said last week, B. John Johnson's freaking a beast. 19 carries, 69 yards, one touchdown. I mean, they just were feeding them, feeding them, feeding them. Um, but Arkansas is is awesome. They got a good quarterback back there. And, uh, I want to say Kendall Jefferson? K.J. Jefferson, sorry. 14 and 19, 138 yards, one interception. They got a good running back, too. 12 carries, 75 yards, one touchdown, T. Smith. And um, A.J. Green from my rival high school. The Union Redskins scored a late touchdown against the Texas Longhorns, as well as Miles um, Slusher playing in that game, I want to say, as well as um, Ricky Stromberg. Um, it's another Union player. Miles went to Broken Arrow. Shout out Broken Arrow. Shout out Union. Shout out the 918. Shout out Oklahoma. If you're watching from a different state, I'm very, very passionate about Oklahoma football. Come challenge us, man. I got a few schools that I think can give you a run for your money. But, um,. Yeah, Arkansas is 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 awesome. Um, they're number twenty right now. I want to say they're number nineteen right now on this list. Number twenty on this list. I have two different lists built up, but I will say that Arkansas is going to be trending in the right direction. I need to watch them a little bit more, but they're going to, if not make a big bowl game, start, you know, making, you know, little little peaks into that college football playoff talk. I mean, it's it's a long shot, but these guys are for the real deal. If they can they can steal another big win. I really think that they'll start they'll start shooting up that board. They play Georgia and I they play Texas A&M and Georgia back to back as well as Ole Miss. I mean, they have plenty of opportunities to get back where they want to be. So, I mean, they got a they got a gut wrenching a gut wrenching schedule and I think that they can beat it, but we we just got to believe in Wu Pig Sui. Um a lot of family I know is from Arkansas, and they really, really love that Arkansas football, as well as basketball. 
So shout out to them, man. Shout out to them, them Razorbacks. They were lit this past weekend. I got a lot of videos of my family dancing. And, and um, Texas sucks. That that does not change, and that's going to continue to be the same. Let's get into this NFL weekend, man. I think the NFL is in good hands this year, guys. I really think the NFL is is really going to break a lot of records viewing-wise this year. We have a lot of exciting new players. I mean, a lot of people want to see guys like Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase. Unfortunately, Travis Etienne's hurt, you know. They want to see these second-year guys like Chase Young. They want to see these quarterbacks like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey, um, Trey Lance. They want to see these guys, and I really think that that's going to contribute with um, viewings because a lot of people have been talking about, oh, the NFL's down, what is it up? Look at this right here. The NFL's open week ratings averaged 17.4 million, up 7% from 2020. I mean, guys, I promise you, that is just common sense. You have to know what things are like making the NFL more exciting. New generations are leaving. I mean, old generations are leaving and new generations are coming in and taking over. So why, why not go up 17.4 million, 7% from 2020? The NFL, the NFL kickoff weekend ended up having the second highest TV ratings for week one over the past five seasons. So, I mean, that's that's just huge right there. Um, the game that I want to start off with is the first game that I watched. And it was the most game. It was the most watched game of the week last Thursday. 31-29 victory by Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it... It was a game, dude. Back and forth. Uh, Dak versus Tom. Dak versus Tom. And, 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 you know, obviously, when you give Tom Brady the ball with a minute left on the clock and he's rolling and he's got a timeout, you know you know what's happening, guys. It's goat time and he's winning that football game. But um, a little talk about Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys are legit. I, don't, I do not think they're Super Bowl contenders. No. Will that, that subject change? But as of right now, no, I think there's a lot of teams better than them, but they are going to probably win their division. So shout out to Dallas Cowboys. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that they have enough to, you know, get get far in the playoffs, but I don't think they'll make it back to the playoffs. Um, if they do, I will take that and I'll just have to run with it because that's that's really just what I feel like. I do think I do feel like the Chiefs will get back there, but I think we're gonna see a lot of different teams coming to be Super Bowl contenders because everybody has talent. I mean when you start talking about the teams like the Titans, the teams like the Ravens, the teams like the obviously the Chiefs, Seahawks. I mean, there's just so many. There's names that I'm missing right now, but the NFL is in good hands, like I said before. Um, another game that I would love to talk about is the Cleveland Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, Cleveland always, always like they come out with that gritty, that grittiness, and they, and they always play tough, but. I mean, I saw that game, and it was like 24-0, and I said, that game's not over. It's still like third quarter. Kansas City, um, they're comeback kings, dude. They come, they come back, and they win these games every single time. And, like, at this point, you just have to expect it because it would be insanity if you would expect different results, as Albert Einstein said. So you you got to just hop on this bandwagon. No, I don't I don't root for them. or I mean, I like them. I love Patrick Mahomes, boy. Uh, I love Tyreek Hill. He came and he played at OSU. He's about an hour down from my house, man. I mean, shout out Tyreek Hill. He's freaking awesome on the top receivers in the league. But I really think that the Kansas City Chiefs have what it takes to run it back, and I think we'll see them in the Super Bowl. Um, uh, the, another another game that is completely embarrassing, in my opinion, for the Green Bay fans is this Green Bay versus New Orleans game. I mean, oh, my gosh. Green Bay absolutely got got killed. 
New Orleans was starting a new quarterback also in Jameis Winston. And I want to say that Jameis Winston, honestly, he came out and he did his job, dude. You beat a good team. Like, people have to realize, like, the Packers are a good team. They might have some turmoil right now with the quarterback situation and contract stuff, but they're a good team. Jameis Winston, for his first start in, I think, a year and a half or two, 148 passing yards, and he wins the game in comfortable and very, very, very embarrassing fashion. Not for him, but for the opposite team. It's actually really crazy when you start talking about Jameis Winston because it's like people only think 30 interceptions, 30 interceptions. Yes, he threw 30 interceptions, but the man also threw 30 touchdowns. And that's a lot of touchdowns, man. So all you got to do is bring those interceptions down, and then he's he's in, the, he's in the conversation for being absolutely great. And Jameis Winston, if you do not know about his college, um, his college life, that man was absolutely unstoppable on a crazy team at Florida State. And I want to say that they even went on a streak of like 20, 23 games in a row or 25 games in a row. Something ridiculous like that, as well as Ohio State did. But theirs is now ended. So, back to um, this game. I, I think that Alvin Kamara came out and he did his thing. He had 83 rushing yards. And they had uh, Deontay Harris with 72 receiving yards. And Green Bay just absolutely... Um, I saw some on Twitter. They said that um, Aaron Rodgers does not want to play for these guys. I don't blame them. I mean, because how, how can you talk this bad about a team and then go back to them? I, I just, I don't see it working. I don't see it working. I think they have a great team, but um, Skip Skip was tweeting, oh my gosh, putting Jordan Love. So, I mean, at this point, it's like, dude, what are you, what are you guys even trying to accomplish? Um, I, I will say that Aaron Rodgers is still a great quarterback, but he only came out and threw for 133 yards. When you, and this is no disrespect, Jameis Winston, but when you are a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and you come out and you do not play better than Jameis Winston, you're in trouble, buddy. You're in trouble. Their leading receiver was obviously Devontae Adams, 50 receiving yards. Leading rusher had 19 yards. AJ Dillon, he's a young running back. He's pretty good. Leading tackler was Adrian Amos with nine tackles. He's all, he's absolutely amazing. They have players on this team, man. Tony absolutely did nothing. Um, who else didn't do anything? Randall Cobb had one catch, 32 yards. Mari Rodgers. Alan Lazar, we need more from you. Aaron Jones, we need way more from you. Oh my gosh, way more from you. Um, but their defense is obviously solid, but they just couldn't get the job done this week against the Saints. Um, next thing I want to talk about, truthfully, I want to want to sneak in my Seahawks, man. I do not know how many Seahawks fans we have on this radar or, or Seahawks fans who are sitting here listening to this right now, but hey guys, I would, I, I would stay on the edge of your seat because... These Seattle Seahawks are different. They they are different. They have a O line. They have a D line. It it's it's really dangerous when a team with Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and the new guy Dwayne Eskridge and add on of um Everett. I only remember his last name from the Rams last year. It's very 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 scary because we got a we get we got one of the goats and Russell Wilson and a great running back and Chris Carson and an even even better coach and Pete Carroll. So you can't you cannot go wrong with any of these guys. But the reason I want to talk about the Seahawks is because Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett they came out and they absolutely looked like that that they they that, that there was no offseason and that they are here to show everybody that last year, hey man, yeah, we was injured, we was we we you know, you know, we didn't meet everybody's expectations, but we, we we coming back, we're stronger than ever. We picked up guys like Kerry Hyde. We picked up guys like um uh, what do you say? Uh, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? We picked up guys like we picked up guys like 
I cannot forget. I cannot remember his name right now. I'm sorry, but I will say we picked up a lot of guys in this. In this, I'm there. There it is, Alton Woods. He is a DN. I want to say, Alton Woods or or a defensive tackle. Either way, I will say that these guys right here are awesome. They are really really awesome, and I think that the uh, Seattle Seahawks can come in. And they're gonna make a lot of teams pay. But unfortunately, our conference is so strong. When you got to see guys like the, like the Rams and the Cardinals twice a year and the San Francisco 49ers with all that power they got on offense and defense, it's absolutely scary and it's hard to like prepare for things like that. So, I mean, our Seahawks, like I said at the beginning of this, stay on the edge of your seat, man. I really think that we can ball. Tyler Lock and, um, and Russell Wilson absolutely blew them up. Yes, we only won 28-17. But, I mean, that's a beautiful Colts team, a beautiful Colts team. Let's get into the stats here because we have to talk about Russell Wilson. MVP Russ is what I call him. 18 of 23, 254 yards and four touchdowns. Chris Carson came out and had a monster game with 16 carries, 91 yards. Tyler Lockett, if, if Tyler Lockett did not have the best breakout game at the beginning of this season, I don't know who did because this man had four receptions, 100 yards and two touchdowns. That's literal Madden numbers. That's Madden numbers. The separation that he was getting on some of those catches were crazy, and they need to raise his speed, Madden, because he's not even faster than DK Metcalf, and I think he is, or he's just as fast. But regardless, both of those guys are speedsters, and they need to have the credit given to them where it's due. I was really impressed with other guys like um, Jamal Adams. Rashad Penny didn't do much, but I like to see him back. He was injured last year. Dwayne Eskridge, the rookie, had two two carries we gave him 22 yards on that he also had a catch for six yards you know that that that's what we need to see and obviously our defense we got a whole bunch of guys i'm gonna get into right here in a minute but for guys like gerald everett to get in the game um two receptions 20 yards one touchdown i mean that's just that's just awesome we're just growing as a team um bobby wagner 13 total tackles jordan Bridge, 11 total tackles I'm telling you guys right now, if we had K.J. Wright, we would have the best linebacker core in the NFL, like I told y'all before. I promise you. Quandre Diggs had nine total tackles. Jamal Adams had six total tackles. D.J. Reed had five total tackles. Trey Flowers had four total tackles. Kerry Hyde Jr., Hyder, like I said earlier, three total tackles. I mean, we had guys out there really just swarming around the ball and just trying to get active and just trying to get after anybody and anything that looked like they had the football. So, like, when your defense is playing like that, your offense has Russell Wilson, and you can come out and you can punch people in the mouth like that, it's scary. Um, there's uh, so many games to talk about. I'm going to try to squeeze in the ones that I really think were interesting. Um, another one was that Monday night football game last night, overtime game against the Ravens and the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, that is. Crazy game. I really feel bad for... Um, Lamar Jackson because they keep saying this man's not a quarterback and he is a quarterback but I just don't know if like every time he loses they just take away everything he does in the game but if you go back and watch those those throws he makes he's he's doing it he's doing it with the best guys Lamar Jackson is absolutely impeccable um late in the game he fumbles after getting many chances to win the game he, he just couldn't get it done. I mean, he did everything he could for these guys. He had 19 for 30, 235 yards passing, one touchdown, 12 carries, and 86 yards of rushing. Sammy Watkins came out in his debut and balled, four receptions, 96 yards. I mean, it, they're missing so many people, and for them to still come out and play this strong, it's, just, it's crazy. And it shows how much Lamar Jackson loves this team. 
Because without Lamar Jackson, guys, I mean, who who are the Ravens? <laughs> They're no one. And that, and that that's that's real talk. Without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are nobody. I mean, shout out, shout out to um guys like Calais Campbell, guys like um what's his name, Marlon Humphrey. It's it's really hard to still be that good without Lamar Jackson, though, no matter who you got in your team. Moving on, I want to say the Broncos, they came out and they played so good. The reason I'm talking about the Broncos is because they have so many new additions that a lot of people don't know. Like, the Broncos are deep. The Broncos are deep. They have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. They're just out there playing around with people's hearts right now. Teddy Bridgewater starting. He didn't have to do much, and he won in a pretty good fashion. I mean, he came out and he threw the ball 36 times, but he only had 264 yards. That is still a lot, but when I, like, to put into perspective of who the Broncos used to be, they had, um, obviously great quarterbacks, like Eli, not Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, sorry. It's hard to, like, recoup after you lose people like that. Von Miller's still on the team. They got younger guys like Jerry Judy. They got they got veteran guys like Melvin Gordon who's gonna come in. They're gonna they're gonna change they're gonna change the course of the Broncos whole organization in a few years. And this year they are honestly, in my opinion, Super Bowl contenders. Um with that quarterback, will they win? No. But I really think they can get there. Um Teddy Bridgewater just went absolutely ballistic. He really did. He, But I said he didn't have to do much only because, in my opinion, the quarterback for the Broncos ain't that important. Because when you have a guy like Melvin Gordon with 11 carries, 101 yards, you can just feed him over and over. And then you just got to throw it to Jerry Judy. I mean, anybody can come out and get these stats. And I really like Drew Locke. And I really think Drew Locke could have came out and had the same game and won. The New York Giants, um, Daniel Jones is done. I think that they have to find a replacement right now. I'd call I'd call Cam Newton. Still in a shepherd from Oklahoma. You always got to talk to him. 7 for 113 yards, one touchdown. That's a great, great, great receiver. And he's just wasting his career there. And I hate to see it. <laughs> I really hate to see it. Um, the Broncos, they came out and they won this game 27 to 13. And I really think that... I really think that the Broncos, man, they are Super Bowl contenders, dude. I, I do. I really do. Let's go ahead and talk about another game we'll talk about. The L.A. Rams against the Bears. Bears absolutely need to start Justin Fields right now. There's no if and or buts. There's no if and or buts. The L.A. Rams are a great team. They got a deep ball thrower in Matthew Stafford now, and he's absolutely crazy. When Matthew Stafford gets to the playoffs, that's when we get to see who he really is because he hadn't made the playoffs ever in his career, for those that don't know. Um, for all those years he was at the Lions, he had great, great, great stat years, but he can never make it to the playoffs. He can never get there. He could never get there. But I think with this team, obviously with this team, he's getting there in his sleep, guys. I mean, this team right here is crazy. When you guys got when you guys got people like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, that's all you need. That's all you need, dude. And they're just so deep and there's so many players I can get into. But the Bears, they came out in a losing effort and put up 14 points knowing they should have started Justin Fields. And it's just, it's just so sad to see. I mean, and Andy Dalton, he came out. He did okay. 27 or 38, 206 yards, one interception. Did not throw a touchdown. I'm pretty sure Justin Fields got him on the, the board the two times he was in. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, Matthew Stafford, he came out 28, 20 or 26, 321, three touchdowns. I mean, that guy absolutely picked these dudes apart. Cooper Cup is exactly, is exactly what you need. I mean, he is so good. Seven receptions, 108 yards, one touchdown. Um, 
speaking about guys on the Bears, see what Justin Fields did. I want to say that Justin Fields did score the two touchdowns for them. Justin Fields had a rushing touchdown. I don't know if he had a passing touchdown. But he did get him on the board at least seven. And Andy Dalton, yes, he moved the ball for these guys. And yes, yes, he made all of this work. But really, I mean, Justin Fields is your guy. Justin Fields is who you want. And they got to put him in right now. Um, I think the Cardinals are the real deal. I really think the Cardinals are um, dangerous. And everybody needs to watch out for them. They came out and they beat the great team of the Titans, 38-13, man. I mean... Murray had five touchdowns. Shout out Oklahoma. I'm trying to tell you guys. Kyler Murray is a animal. And watch out for him to have an MVP this year. <sighs> Julio Jones, I will say, he kind of disappointed. I don't think he did much. I don't think. Yeah, three percent of 29 yards. I mean, that, for Julio Jones, he could do better than that. He, he, he could really do better than that. Especially lose the effort. They got to they gotta feed him more. They have to show... They have to show teams that they're not scared to get Julio involved early. Because, I mean, why not? It's Julio Jones, dude. It's absolutely Julio Jones. So, I really don't understand why they look like that. But the Titans, they have a lot to fix. Let's talk about a guy named Trevor Lawrence, you know. Started his first game in the NFL. I will say Trevor Lawrence, he, I think he's going to be good. They had, the, they, had the, they had the man throw the ball 51 times. Three interceptions, three touchdowns, three thirty-two yards. I mean, he, he did his best. But Tyrod Taylor, he's over there in Texas, just having a joy ride with Deshaun Watson in his situation. Twenty-one of thirty-three, two hundred ninety-one yards, two touchdowns. Melvin Ingram had twenty-six carries, eighty-five yards, and one touchdown. Brandon Cooks obviously showed out. Five receptions, hundred thirty-two yards. That that's competing with um, that is really competing with Tyler Lockett right there. He might have had a better game. But yeah, man, the Houston Texans, I don't I um, I wouldn't get worried about them if you're in their division. I mean, I think that they'll surprise a few people, but they need Deshaun Watson back. Shout out Tyrod Taylor though, bro. You are a absolute animal in your story, and your storyline is crazy and it's impeccable. Ah, back to back to these Jaguars, man. Um their coach does not know what he got himself into. Urban Meyer. He's not ready with this team. I'm not saying he's not He's not good enough of a coach, but this team, I don't think they're well coached enough. Well, between the Tim Tebow scandal and Josh Robinson not showing up this first game, and he was there, but I'm saying, like, he didn't play well. It's just it's not going to bode well for Urban Meyer. And quickly and very swiftly, they will be start talking about new coaching if they don't start winning very, very fast. The Washington football team, I feel horrible for them because they lost a great guy in, in, in an injury and in Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first game. But when you have a backup in Tyler Heineke, he's going to make plays, dude. He's the guy who, who won the playoff game last year, man. You can't overlook things like this. Like, like I said, how we do on here, we give credit where it's due. And Tyler Heineke came in unexpectedly not knowing he was going to play and had 11 out of 15, 120 yards, one touchdown. I mean, he did his job. The running back came out and had 20 carries. Oh, my Lord, 90, 90 yards. Terry McLaurin, four receptions, 62 yards. I mean... He's they're, they're they're all over there doing their thing, but unfortunately they still lost the game to the better team. That's just how it is. They played a better team, and it was the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers have Justin Herbert, and that's another MVP candidate you got to watch out for. He was 31 of 47, 337 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's going to continue to get better, and it's hard to it, it's really hard to say Justin Herbert's not in the talks for MVP. He's going to be great this season, especially with a guy in Keenan Allen with nine receptions, 100 yards. It's another great game. Another competitor with Tyler Lockett. I mean, the, the Bengals are ready. 
Not the Bengals. I take it back. The Chargers already. I'm sorry. The Chargers are ready, and I think that they're going to really make some waves this year. Win, win eight or nine games, nine ten games, and they're they're gonna make the playoffs. And they might, they might make some things shake. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too confident in them, but I like their quarterback and I like their receiver, and I love Kenneth Murray. He's from Oklahoma, so um, I really think the Eagles, the Eagles are making improvements. When I tell you. The Eagles came out and they put up 32 points and a winning effort against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are absolutely horrible. They're just not a good football team. Matt Ryan, just who Matt Ryan is, 21, 35, 164 yards. Cordell Patterson was their leading rush for seven carries, 54 yards. Calvin Ridley's a dog. He's wasting his career there. He's got to go. He absolutely did his job. Five catches, 51 yards. Five receptions, 51 yards. Jalen Hurts, 27 of 35, 264 yards, three touchdowns. When I tell you, that's that Sooner magic, man. Y'all realize everybody we talked about who is a Sooner is going crazy. It's it's a trend. It's what it's all about. Miles Sanders, their they're fast running back, 15 carries, 74 yards. Devontae Smith, their first pick in the draft. Not the number one pick, guys, but the Eagles' first pick in the draft was Devontae Smith. Rightfully so. He was a Heisman Trophy winner as a wide receiver. First in a very long time. He is insane. Six receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown for the rookie. Kyle Pitts. You know, everybody wants to see guys like Kyle Pitts. We, we forgot to talk about him earlier. What did he do? Kyle Pitts, I want to say he had a few catches for like 30 yards. He didn't do what people thought he would do. I mean, he's a tight end. Obviously, they get very involved, but, I mean, it's the Falcons, bro. It's just, they're just who they are. He had four receptions, 31 yards. And he was their second leading receiver. I mean, they run the ball. They ran the ball a lot of times. 15 carries for Mike Davis, big old running back. Um, and then seven carries for Cordell Patterson. So, they got a, they got a pretty good running back duo back there, but that football team is not good. Sorry for the Atlanta fans who's watching this, but you guys have a lot of things to fix. Let's talk about the Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots have started off 0-1 this year, and I do not know if they wanted to go that way because after that scandal with um, Cam Newton and Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, what do you expect people to say when you lose your first game? I mean, it, it's, it's all there for y'all to fill in. But Mac Jones is 29-39, 281 yards and one touchdown. I think he had a great game. I really did. But I do think that he wasn't enough to win the game. I think Cam Newton, like they said on ESPN earlier, he would have made one or two plays with his legs and put them in a better position to maybe win the game. Mac Jones obviously played great, but Cam Newton has a spark. Cam Newton has a running ability that Mac Jones just doesn't have. But... um. Their running back, Damian Harris, came out 23 carries, 100 yards. It's a great game. That's Aguilar, the, the trade from the Eagles, five receptions, 72 yards. Um, but the Miami Dolphins, they just came out and they played better. Tua, Tua Tangavailoa, 16 for 27, 202, 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Miles Gaskin, their running back, nine carries, 49 yards. And their receiver, Devontae Parker out of Louisville, four receptions, 81 yards. Devontae Parker is a great receiver. And he really um, made some big catches down the stretch in that game that led them to the win. And especially with Xavier Howard on defense. He's a dog. Came out and made that big play late and um, got that turnover that lifted the Dolphins over the Pats. 